Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. I left my travel mic back in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's on the desk of the guy whose house I crash at. It's sitting there collecting dust. Don't know how the rest of the song goes. <clears throat> how you guys doing? It's the Clary Podcast. And we're doing it old school. I know the, um, everything gone, everything's gone straight. All streaming, streaming on the YouTubes and streaming. And I was even late to the, to the switch over. One of those things where, the technology makes it so easy than everybody. Everybody could podcast before. Everybody could. Molyneux talked about this, how he had to pay an egregious sum of money to have a hosting service just to host like some MP3s 10, 15 years, well, maybe not 15 years ago, but certainly a decade ago. Then bandwidth increases and storage costs go down. <clears throat> and uh, then, uh, oh, but, but your investment cost, your investment cost is you had to buy a decent quality mic. And then you had to get yourself a service, a hosting service, to host your podcast. And some people, like, you get some kind of free service through SoundCloud up until, you know, 50 megs, and you blow through that in two two episodes. I got coffee, by the way, so. You got to get that into the system. Just woke up. Then YouTube comes along, and now everybody has a podcast on YouTube. Anybody, because it just stays up there forever. But no one ever converted it to, to the MP3. So once again, I am distinctly in the minority where I insist on not looking at a computer screen. You guys look at computer screens enough. Your job is looking at computer screens. Your education is looking at computer screens. You're writing on computer screens. Your social life and media, social media, all you're looking at your phone screen. Everyone's looking at computer screens. My goal is to get away from the computer screen. <clears throat> My goal is to not look at the computer screen. I get to do that. No, I'm looking at one right now because I don't have a choice. I'm recording. But the moment I'm done with this podcast, the moment I'm done with this podcast and recording, you know what I'm going to do? Look at the computer screen some more because I got to do asshole consulting. But you can hire out my services at assholeconsulting.com. But I want to get away from the computer screen. So I convert to MP3s. I always save the MP3s. And it is convenient. It makes a lot of sense, I understand, because YouTube will give you some token amount of money or they'll come up with super chats or some other way. It's kind of like a, they offer you a panhandling service, a street performer service. Like, look, if you perform on the street of YouTube, some people might throw you some shekels and doubloons. We'll take half. <laughs> we'll take half. It is. YouTube is like the... What would YouTube be? The... The boss hog sheriff 
Now you listen here now, little street performer. You like to come down to our city, big fine fair city, a Google Incorporated, you can. You can perform your heart out. But we get half, son bitch. We get half. <clears throat> but then the sheriff would constantly change the rule. Well, yeah, here's this new super chat thing. It, oh, no, we take that away. No, you didn't agree to our terms of service. I, I haven't even performed. It, nope, you violated them. You gun dong broke the law there, little street performer, content creator. What? Sir, Sheriff, what what did I do wrong? You don't know, I'm not telling you. You know that crazy bitch you used to date, do the same thing? You don't know, I'm not telling you. Yep, that Google. <laughs> no, here's a new venue for you to perform there, street performer. Come on over here, content creator. Yeah, you go perform down over there. Oh, no, no, you can't do that no more. Mm-mm, no, you just set this up. You just said I was making some good money. You were making good money. Mm-mm, violate terms of service. <laughs> Anyway, so I can understand why everybody, it's easy. You make money. You set up the account. You get monetized. There you go. You, you, you get a little shekel count going on. But then you don't convert it to the MP3. You don't upload it. There's no RSS feed, which don't seem to be working anymore. I guess the browsers aren't using those too well. Those don't. That just immediately saves. If you use Chrome or any Firefox, version if you click on an RSS feed now now it tries to download it because some fucking nerds in Silicon Valley decide to improve it so that they could get laid so they could see big boobed blonde haired girl uh, boobies and so uh, <clears throat> I'm recording directly to mp3 we're doing it old school cause my regular I got my regular mic I brought that here but then I left the boom back in Vegas and so I have to use the travel mic. I'm using the travel mic. And it seems to be doing well. It seems to be doing just fine. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to record on, on YouTube. Didn't want to record live. Because then it's live. I can't pause it. I can't go take a shit. Well, I guess I can. I can't stop and take an hour and a half to run an errand when I feel like it. Plus, I haven't done this in a while. And I got to get it done. <clears throat> I gotta get it done. What's going on? I think I'm gonna. Is it too late to do this cursory? Let's try and do a cursory. We haven't done a cursory episode in a long ass time. And what we're gonna do. I got a bunch, not a bunch. I got two articles that are old. Because they're on the. We're at the Northern Command today. So I'm looking at all these notes and articles I wanted to go through. Kind of like the great one. He's got a stack of articles that go back well over a decade, which have now proven to be very insightful because you could go back a decade ago, look at whatever left this slop, these moronic, I was going to curse, moronic kids over at CSU wrote, and then we look them up later and we find out they're still in academia, they're still piss poor, they're still not making any money. That helps. These are just interesting. I just want to... Go over them. And I have to apologize for sounding tired. I am very tired. Not just because I woke up. I took the red-eye flight. Oh, my God. Now I know what you guys are talking about with Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Observations at the airport. Late-night airport. Observations of an airport late at night. Because I found... I figured it out, guys. I figured it out. People who fly the red-eye flight, which I used to, but then I decided to spring the extra 30, 35, 40 bucks. And I starkly reminded myself as to why. 
it's not worth the loss of day and labor that you have to recuperate getting the red eye. Red eye, if you don't know what red eye is, it means your eyes are red by the time you get back. <clears throat> so it usually means you're flying from the west side to the east side of the country, but you east siders in, in, on the east side of the country don't even know there's a west side of the country because you never cross the Mississippi. Let's go to the mountains in Tennessee. Who dang? So you fly, you leave midnight or 1 a.m. You catch the last bus. You catch the last shuttle, whatever, from, from gambling and drinking and boozing on the strip. You get on the plane, and uh, you fly back. And so not only is it Spirit Airlines, but it's the red-eye flight. So it's the, the poorest of the poor. This is the cheapest flights you could afford. The cheapest. They're dirt cheap. You guys heard me sing the praises of Spirit Airlines. I if you book it out far enough, you could get a, a round-trip flight for under 100 bucks. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, but a lot of people don't have that foresight, so what they do is then they get the red-eye flight. <clears throat> so whether it's Spirit Airlines or not, everyone there is like, this is this is the Greyhound bus station <laughs> of, the, of the airports. Oh, my God. I saw not one, not two, but three black men. And yes... You fuckers, we're going to own up to it. Oh, I know. All the black men tuning into the Clary Pod class. You guys, I know. You guys know when you're shaking your head, say, that's not us, but yeah, okay, get on them. But my God, what is it, 20, 25 years later, full-grown adult black men are still doing the pants drooping down below their crotch? And what I love, what I love is they were all late and running to catch their flight, and they're doing the shuffle, man. What? <laughs> You spent this money. You got to get back home. But no, you got to make a statement, huh? You got to make a statement. You're going to show Whitey. What, what, do you, what is what? Why? Wait, when did that start? The early 90s? Is it 30 years old almost now? Oh, you're a rebel. Oh, you got your pants down, droop below your cock. And then, and then not even pull it up. And they're running. Just three guys running. And you can't do a full stride because the pants won't let you in the full down. I'm just like, Jesus. Just shaking my head. There's the fat Asian kid. Race has nothing to do with this. I'm just painting the picture. But a big, fat Kim Jong-un looking Asian kid whose arm was so weak, he started where he had to have his bag... He kind of did the put the handle attached to the bag around his head, so it would kind of. And then his head was tilted, and he's shuffling because he's fat. And I'm just looking at that. Oh, what else was there? Oh, it was a zoo. It was it was it was Greyhound bus station in the air on parade. There's the black guys, the three of them, the Asian kid. Um, oh, I'm walking because I get to the airport early. I take the bus. I get to the airport early. I like the airport. Love the airport. Just walking around. Not that I'm a big people watcher, but you don't have a choice but to watch the people because that's all there is there. I get my Fitbit steps in. I defeat Space Marcus and Space Atham, or at least attempt to. And you just listen to podcasts. It's in. And the, I think the Las Vegas airport you can get to all the terminals. Like once you go through security, if you want to walk to all the terminals, you can. Uh, without having to go, you know, accidentally have to go back through security. Not like a door closes behind you and alarms go off. 
uh, but I was walking. Also, I get hair on the back of my neck goes up, and there's this little skinny twiggy fucker behind me. Way too close. Way too close. Enough that I immediately stop and give him a straight look in the eye. He looked at me and immediately looks away and then kept walking in front of me. And I was like, what the fuck was that guy? I mean, just, and no one else was really around. There was a couple people, but this guy was way too tight on my ass. I don't know what the hell he was going to steal because it's in zipped up backpacks and things like that. And, and so he walks up in front, he walks past me. And uh, I'm just, and I start following him, not not too close. And the guy goes into the women's bathroom. There's the there's the silhouette. It's got the triangle at the bottom indicating a dress. There's the silhouette. A silhouette. Silhouette. And he go and I I don't think he was trying to escape me or anything. I honestly think he was just stupid. He he went right in the women's bathroom. I was half tempted to like wait to hear the screams and the shocks, you know, in the movies a guy would go into the I don't think that would happen nowadays. <clears throat> he could just claim he identified as a woman. But you just you just had to stop and look. Like, really? You, you're going to go in there? You don't see the sign? Are you that dumb? It wasn't some kid. He was, he was a 30-something-year-old man. Manlet. Not that I should talk. Me being El Chaparrito. But this guy walked right in the women's bathroom. Just kind of... Okay, I guess. And then there's the terminal. No, not terminal. What is it? Terminal is the wing of gates. Gates, that's how it is. You got the airports. Airports are divided into terminals. Terminals are divided into gates. Gate B-22. I know these gates very well. In the Twin Cities, it's E-4. That's where Spirit is, and it flies out to Vegas. And then at McCarran, which is Las Vegas' international airport, that's gate B-22. That's where Spirit flies back to Minneapolis for today. For today. And I'm coming up. I'm very familiar with the with the gate. Walking up. There's the steak shop. There's the port of subs. And then there's not a stench. Too light to be a stench, but kind of like you catch a whiff of something. You're like, did somebody fart? And you take additional... <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. Because like, if you think somebody farted, why would you sniff in more? But your brain is curious. Brain wants, no, we got to identify, did someone fart? So let's suck in more fumes and gases of somebody else's feces to confirm whether or not somebody farted. Complain, no, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why are you doing that? But it's natural, you know, like, I, I gotta make sure, I guess the survival back in the day, hey, something smells bad. We better make sure it really smells bad. So we should know not to go into this cave because of the poisonous gases or the rotting carcass of a saber-toothed tiger. So it wasn't, it, it, it was started out like that. And I kind of breathe in a little bit more. Again, contradictory. Still can't. There's not a specific state. It's not like a fart. It's not somebody threw up. It's not a rotting squirrel. It's just this background smell. This background hint. A background hint of something. And so I make my way around. There's like a... You walk up. The, <clears throat> the gates are in a circle. Basically, it's like a lollipop. So you got your hallway, which is the stick of the lollipop walking 
towards a circle of gates where that way they could fit many planes around that circle. And then your, your gates are going around in a circle. So you're walking and you can't really see, but straight ahead at the base of the lollipop is a bar. And then around that in a circle in the center of the lollipop are a bunch of uh, casino games and, and um, one-armed bandits and what do they call them? Not pull tabs. What are those called? God almighty, I don't gamble a lot. Whatever, the video poker. Slot machines. Thank you, slot machines. Uh, in the center, and then around, is, and then to the right. So you can't really see until you get up to the bar and look and see the people. And so I get there, I make the right, I go towards B28, and then I see what I'm smelling. Or what, it really wasn't a smell, it wasn't... I look, and it's all a bunch of fat, disgusting people. It's that that ugly, stinky, low-class, fat person smell. Not all of them were fat, but they were all low-class. All low-class. Maybe they've been smoking too many cigarettes in the casino. Maybe they hadn't put on deodorant in a while. And then there's just sweaty, disgusting. It smelled like socks. That's what it was. That's the smell. <clears throat> it smelled like socks. Not like you put a sock right up to your face, but everybody had been wearing socks. And everybody had been sitting and sweat and, and porous things coming out of people's pores had gotten out into the air. And it just stank like a bunch of fat, poor people <laughs> flying out of Spirit Airlines on the red-eye flight. <laughs> I couldn't take it. it. smelled like a locker room. Like, I can't. No. No. And so I, I faced this paradox like, yeah, okay, Clary, this is what you get. You, say, you saved your 30 bucks. Actually, I didn't do it to save the money. I did it because I wanted to get in and spend a little bit more time with the GF and my nieces. Which I hope they appreciated. I smell sock, locker room, fat person, armpit, poor people flying on Spirit Airlines on the red light and uh, red, red eye flight smell. I hope they appreciated I did it. <clears throat> but I, I faced this paradox where well, you don't want to miss your flight, right? You got to sit there. You got to wait. Because it might just run off and fly off without you. And I have a, a technique. See, I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb when it comes to planes. They're, when they say, you know, you get your ticket, you get your flights as zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four. Now boarding zone one. You know, okay, we're going to board the elite people. At first, they go veterans, old people, quadriplegics, people with dogs. Anything but you normal people and the honorable veterans. I'll give you that. The veterans get right there, first class, all the time. Everybody else, no, no. The perfectly functional 58-year-old woman with her dog who has special needs. No, 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 you, you don't get to go. Okay, they do that. Okay, th then, then they, they fill it up opposite. No, you're zone one. That doesn't make any sense. You should fill up the back of the seat, the cattle, the livestock should fill. Zone 4 should fill up first. Because what happens is, is you're just causing a traffic jam earlier on. Get the people to go all the way back. All the way back. Go in, have them fuck, screw around with the, gar the garbage, their luggage. Be too stupid to know that their big ass uh, uh, thing doesn't fit in there. Jam it in, jam it in, jam it in. The guy who's hungover, barely made it, took the thing, girlfriend dragged him over to the airport, he's going to be miserable. 
Get those people in the back first. Then zone three. Get the slightly less encumbered people in the back. Then zone two. Then zone one. And then, then have the old people and the, they got it all backed up, all reversed, all wrong. <clears throat> so what I do before I board, I don't, I don't even look at what zone I am. I just look at my seat. That's my seat. Been getting real lucky with either window seats or, or aisle seats. Been very lucky, very lucky. And one time, one time, only, only one time, not too long ago, I actually got sat next to a pretty young lady. Only time that's ever happened in, oh God. Three score times I've flown. I must have flown at least 60 times, I'd imagine. So I wait until I am the very last person to board the plane. And I always sit at a chair looking down the aisle. Because just because you see people getting up and they, they get past the boop. Okay, you're free to go boop. You're free to okay, boop. Have a good flight. I wait because you can look down the hallway where they're boarding the plane. And see, there's cattle. There's that line. Some dopey, redneck, fat, bloated, sock-smelling person brought up a luggage bag that ain't fitting. Should have been sat down over in zone four, but oh no, putting it in. That's my excuse me. Old ladies can't. Not to say it grinds my gears, but this is why this is the strategy. They're going to grind your gears no matter what, guys. There's going to be some moron on every plane. It only takes one because that's a one-lane road going one way. Doesn't matter if it's Spirit or Delta with the quasi-attractive flight attendants. That one person is going to hold, and there's going to be another person and another person. And I just wait, and I look down that hallway, and I don't really pay attention to what the the announcer is saying, oh my God, we're, we're looking for one more. Clary, is there a Clary Aaron around? Clary, please report. We're about to take off in five minutes. I'm like, well, that's five minutes of me not standing, waiting for fat, disgusting, ugly people to finally get their fuck, get their freaking shit. To- <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to do it for one family in particular. <laughs> trying to do it. Just waiting. Waiting, just keep on going. Just wait, wait. And then I wait. There's usually a kink. There's a bend in the uh, <clears throat> ramp or the hallway, whatever, the thing that moves out to the plane. And then when I don't see anyone there, then I grab my stuff. I grab my ticket. Oh, hello, sir. Bloop. You're free to go and have a good flight. And I walk, and then usually, this is how much the old man, Cappy, has it down. This is how much I got it down, guys. I always have my phone charge up. Because you got to get that last bit. That last bit. Even though at 93%, your phone is going to last 10 hours. Even if you're playing some stupid match 3 puzzle game. It's going to last 10 hours, even though your flight is 3. You might you might lose battery power. You don't want to lose battery Because then what? You'd have to read or be with your thoughts or something. Heaven forbid that. So usually there's an outlet. <laughs> There's an outlet in the kink or the middle of the hallway. And I just plug in and lean. And then you just wait. See, and then you got the eyesight. The stewardesses, they see you. The staff, they see you. They say, oh, there's, we got one more guy. So they're not going to immediately shut the door and then take off without you. You just sit there and you wait. You plug it in. you got your phone. It's charging. You play your game. Catch up on your social media. Read through the 85 messages. Chad and Atham will leave each other. Oh, my God. And then you wait till that 
last fat, disgusting, greyhound of the airs, sock-smelling, low-class frick makes the right and goes in, and then you go. And you can't whittle it down. You can't eliminate it all. I've never had it where I get into the plane, I immediately walk to my seat. You, you just can't. because, But you don't want to risk them immediately shutting the door taking off in half a second. But I walk in, and I think the steward, because I saw a pilot do this one time. I didn't get the idea from the pilot, but I was watching. Here's a pilot sitting next to me. I'm looking at him. He's kind of looking at me. I'm like, am I going to be the last one or are you going to be the last one? And he's doing the same thing I was. He was just waiting, just waiting, just sitting there waiting. I kind of felt a little bit of confirmation, you know, a little bit of pride. Hey, pilot's doing this thing. I'm doing Who knows this better than a pilot? I have optimized the waiting in line for the airport. I have done it as good as a pilot. They should practically give me my own damn wings and let me fly the plane. And um, yeah, I think he got up before me, and I'm like, well, I better get up because he knows what he's doing. And so then I, you get in the plane, sure enough, when you say hello to the stewardesses, they're a little bit happier because they think, oh, here's the same guy who knows what he's doing. He's kind of waiting. Plus, I'm not fat and disgusting, and I don't smell of socks. Used socks, not like fresh socks. You just got them on the store. You open the packet. Ah, oh, not that you would smell socks like that. And then you turn, and then sure you gotta wait, but it's not not that long. You haven't had to wait the hundred yards all the way. Oh God, the sheep, man! I'm not kidding. To use the example of the lollipop terminal I've painted before, they will have a line going all the way back to the slot machines. I've seen it, man. They all stand... Oh, the sheep, the dumb people. Aaron, why do you hate humanity? Why are you a misanthrope? Just go look. Go look at the sheep. It's not political. It's not Democrat, Republican, leftist, or rightist. There's plenty of Republicans in there. You just look like, oh, you dumb sheep. Oh, I'm so right to have Operation Evil. I'm so right. They will stand in line. Fat people where their bodies are not trained to stand for long periods of time. You know, where it's actually painful for them to, they'll stand. Oh, they'll get in lines. They're all sitting down. They're all waiting. And then they got to wait for the woman to say, okay, we're boarding zone ones, two, and three, and four. And then when they say zone four, everybody gets up because all the poor people are ready to go. Although I've always, I'm probably in zone four most of the time. Then they all get up. Even though there's a line right there. And they all run to get in the line. Getting in line to stand in line to wait in line some more. And all they did was cut, they just eliminated their sit-down time. Thank God no one else comes up with this idea. Thank God it's less than 1% of the people who come up with this idea. Because if everybody waited for everybody else, for there to be no line, no one would get in line. God bless you. See, this is a thing where you guys look at it when the glass is half empty. I'm trying to point out how it's half full. Oh, dang, I got to get in line. No, you don't. You do not have to get in the line. You can wait till that last fat, bloated woman who, who had to be wheelchaired out. How do you get them? How do you get? Now that I think about it, yeah, because it was, that's another thing I saw. Speaking of late night airport things I've seen, here's this little skinny twiggy Asian dude. Got to be no more than 5'3". Really short guy. Pushing this metric tongue of fat, white fat, just 
man with a hat. And, and this, I don't know, has like a flagpole? There's a pole? I don't know why there's a flagpole on these wheelchairs. This kid's pushing this big bloated fat white guy up the ramp. And I guess he can make it down the ramp and then they put the... So, but they got to they gotta walk from the end of the of the ramp to, what, first class? I imagine if you're fat, you got to fly in the front because you ain't going to haul your ass all the way to the back. You know, th- think about that guy. Like, or just maybe not that bad because they're sitting in a wheelchair and they always get boarded first. But imagine you, 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 you're not fat enough to get a rascal or a wheelchair, you know, to fake being handicapped. So you got to walk it, you got to hoof it. And you just stand there in line. Five minutes. Slowly shuffling. The people who are so fat that they, they get uh, winded just standing because their heart can't handle it. <laughs> oh, what misery. You're not them. You don't have to wait in the line. Oh. So that was my late at night observation. No, that was my observation of the airport late at night. And uh, landed in the Twin Cities, minus 27 when we landed. There again, I usually wait for everybody to get off. I was sitting way in the back. Cappy was way in the back with all the other cattle. And I knew, I knew there was no reason to get up. Everyone gets up and stands again. I'm just sitting there waiting. Like, no, there's, there's that, that fat ass that got on with the wheelchair. He's got to get off first. And this is a one-lane road going one way. You just got to wait for that fat bleeper to get off fine and then this slow this cattle move slowly move slowly move and then i wait for the people from behind me to get ahead of me and then they once once the staff starts looking at you like what are you doing you're awake you're not asleep why aren't you getting off then i then when i think they're going to worry then i grab my stuff and get out like oh that's that smart guy who doesn't stink of socks and it was cold very cold not the coldest i've ever experienced it was minus 27, pretty cold. And then, uh, and then the, the real thing sucks where it was so cold, I told the GF, I said, look, don't bother picking me up until noon when it's much warmer. It's, a, a, it's only minus 9. <laughs> and I so wish I didn't say that. I so wish I didn't do that. Because I thought I could do it. I thought I could do the 24 hours straight up. I used to be able to do it when I was younger. Apparently when you get older, you can't do such things. Who knew? And I'm just sitting there, not only dozing off in an airport chair, but starting to feel sick because I didn't get any sleep. Oh, not good. Not good. And I'm reminded of what it was like every freaking day in college. Oh, not good. Not good at all. And then the GF picks me up and I... We had it planned where I immediately ran outdoors. Like, I'm not I'm not coming out waiting for you. You pull up immediately to this door. I don't care what the little airport parking driving police say. You get right there right now, and I'm running in. Ran in, got in the car, all nice and warm. Drove home. Ran into the house. Don't think I spent more than a minute outdoors. And now we're here. And now, it's a balmy... I think it's above zero now, finally. Of course, the wood-burning stove, the handle breaks. Of course, of course. Let me tell you about masculinity. What is masculinity? Masculinity is owning a house. 
That's what it is because you you're never done. All that stuff your your dad never taught you because your dad himself didn't know because he was a baby boomer, or maybe now your dad is a Gen Xer. Oh my God, heaven help if your dad was a millennial. Although you should be too young to listen to this show if your dad is a millennial. Uh, but if you want to become masculine, truly, the quickest route, the quickest route is not to go to the gym. It is not to join the military or the Marines and go to war. The quickest route to becoming masculine is to own a house and then start having to fix every petty little piece of shit stuff that goes wrong with the house. I, I think the longest stretch I got was like six months without some petty little thing. The big things go. I understand. Oh, the water heater went. Those don't last forever. Oh, the oven. Oh, whatever. Gas leak. Okay, well, yeah, that, that thing's used. Another way to save money, by the way, gentlemen. You go find used appliances. Huge money saver. The old captain, when he was refurnishing a basement, he... Um, you usually go to places where they're tearing down an old house and you go grab the, the perfectly good electric oven. You don't get new. Find it find a dirt cheap used fridge. Oh yeah. Captain saved a lot of money that way. Anyway, small stuff, but I get back all of a sudden the you know, just just like life giving you it's like the house has its own personality. It's giving you the finger, shoving it up your ass. The storm door doesn't close. The thing fell off the hinge. I'm looking at it, and it's like, damn it. I packed my, my power tools away for the winter. Cleaned up the house. I gotta go back to the shed. Minus 20 degrees outside. I'm not doing that now. Wood-burning stove. Kind of important to have when it's 20 below zero. You know, I, I, I take the handle. I open it up. You gotta switch it to pull and I'm like why is this so loose and why is it constantly going around in a circle it's not closing girlfriend oh yeah it's been doing that for a while it's like well why didn't you fix it why I don't know just give it up on women figuring out how to fix stuff guys they they, they choose not to I got the GF to learn to do um, spark plug plate replacement the GF can change oil it's kind of <laughs> it's going to sound horrible <laughs> There was, this is true, look this up. The Nazis were trying to teach dogs how to speak some like basic commands because they were thinking <clears throat> that if they could train dogs to speak, they could do some very low-level kind of guard duty, although guard dogs can do guard duty. It's kind of like that. They Don't expect the women to like, hey, we got to uh, remove the carburetor and go clean it, clean it. They're not, even if YouTube is right there with, with hand-holding hand instructions on how to do it. And we'll use words. I'll just, well, I, I don't know. What do you don't know? I don't know how to fix this either. What do you girls think we just, just know? Like we have blueprints downloaded from God when we're born? Oh, yeah. That's that type of model, uh, Shiloh wood-burning stove. And you, you got to look at it. You got to diagnose it. You got to figure it out. We start from ground zero, too. We're just willing to get our hands dirty. Oh, and by the way, make more money. <clears throat> so now the handle isn't working. You could close it, but now there's too much air getting in. The wood's burning too fast. It's burning too hot. Now we're going to burn through too much wood. <laughs> 
So I gotta wait for the fire that's currently in the wood burning stove to die off, and then for the iron to cool off. Fire goes out, iron goes out, I open it up. Okay, it's tightening up a bolt, doing this. But piddly shit! Now I gotta break up my tool set. Where'd it go? Now I need this, I need that. Looking at the design, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, I see what they're doing here. What moron set this up? Who are these idiots that design cars and things this way? <clears throat> Had to re-gasket the seal, or reseal the gasket around the door. You get, like, this ceramic rope. Clary, what's ceramic rope? Don't worry, you'll find out when you get a wood-burning stove. Basically, when you got a, a wood-burning stove, fireplace just, it has, like, maybe a sliding you know, uh, non-meltable glass that'll go in front of it or a chain. A wood-burning stove is much more efficient than a fireplace because it's it's the eminent heat um, <clears throat> that really heats the house. So the fire heats up the wood-burning stove and the eminent heat from the iron in the wood-burning stove. Very efficient wood-burning stove. I'd always recommend a wood-burning stove over a fireplace um, because it's so much more useful in case of an emergency. And so then you, you close the door, little little handle that locks it down, but you can't get a perfect seal around the door and the actual stove. So you get this rope. It's just a rope made of ceramic and because uh, ceramic doesn't melt. And you kind of glue it in there, and over time the, the gasket will go, the rope deteriorates, it dries out or something, I don't know, and then you got to replace the... And a good segment of it had fallen out. Babe, where'd, where'd that go? Oh, I threw that away. Girls, don't give me, don't tell me. Do not. And guys, I'm saying give up on it. Give up on it. They're just not. Believe it or not, women are going to be women, and men are also going to be women too, thanks to the millennials and God help Gen Z. So I had extra rope. I had extra gasket. And you cut through it. It's really slick stuff. I, honest truth, I think it was one of the most amazing inventions ever. I was like, this just cuts regular. This is great. And I, you get a, a type of sealant, a glue. And then, then you got to be a man again. Then you got to man up again. How do you put the sealant and the glue and the thing and the stuff while keeping the house warm? Because it is still, I think, minus five outside. Like this fire would really, it'd really be nice to have a fire now. So the old captain got a fire started first, left the door unhinged or a, a little bit pried open so that door itself wouldn't get too hot. And it takes a while for iron to heat up. Once the fire got roaring where it wouldn't need any more tending to, then I got out, cut a piece, glued, gasketed, closed it, shut it, and now the roaring fire in the wood-burning stove has dried the sealant and the gasket to now that I can open it and close it. And it's a nice, perfect seal. Nice, but now we're not going to waste any more wood. Now our wood supply will last the rest of it. But girls don't make that connection. They don't make that connection. This gaping hole in the door, missing that rope, leads to that wood pile burning out fast. And then it's late February, like, we're all out of wood. What happened? I don't know why we make 33... It's sexism that we make 33% less than men. <sighs> That's how you man up. That's how you get masculinity, is you own a house 
and you learn to fix every piddly little petty thing that goes wrong with it. You get your toolbox, you start figuring, and then you get proficient at it. The best skill to learn isn't even like, oh, I'm going to, it's it's no one thing. Like, I'm never going to have to reattach that handle again. I've had it for 12 or 13 years now, that uh, wood-burning stove. That's not going to go again until I move. Maybe I'll have to fix it once more. The real skill is being able to diagnose, look at something, and be able to know exactly what you have to do and fix it. And that only comes with fixing a ton of things. Yes, you got to watch it on YouTube. And, well, that's not the exact model I got, so I'm going to figure out how to... And then you can eyeball it, then you can tweak it, tinker with it, then you'll figure, oh, that's what I got to do. And a house is the quickest way to get there. In the olden days, you would have had a father around. And that father also would have been masculine and manly, would have figured this stuff because his father taught him and his father before him and so forth and so on. Now you ain't got that. You got YouTube and uh, trial and error. That's what you got. You got to look at it. Okay, here's all. And now I got to look at this damn. Hang on, I can even take a look at the damn door. See if this is even fixable. God damn it, it's not. You know what? I bet you. Take this piece. You get the MacGyver shit stuff. Then you look at it like, well, do I need to replace the whole thing or can I just replace this one piece? What in God's name happened that this thing broke? A pure piece of steel broke in two places on a freaking storm door. God darn it. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not even going to bother going to True Valley to refix this. Because True Value don't have it no more. No, sorry guys. True Value and Ace Hardware, go screw yourselves. You used to have it all. You used to like, ah, I just need one piece. I'm telling you right now, all you boys and girls listening right now, if you want to become homeowners, okay, you don't even bother with True Value or Ace Hardware. This really should be a segment for the Older Brother podcast, but I'll, I'll give you this one for free, okay? I'm saving you hundreds of dollars, literally. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm saving you all Hundreds of dollars, maybe not thousands, but you know, certainly $200 worth of time, money, gas, and dicking around. Don't bother going to True Value or Ace Hardware. Just go to the Homie Depot. Just go to the Lowe's. Just go to the Menards. Go to Menards if you got it. Menards is way better. That's that. They're almost guaranteed to have it there because Menards is smart. Somebody said, hey, let's make a two-story uh, uh, home improvement store. Homie Depot still hasn't gotten on that game. Menards has. And just go there. Yes, it may take you a little bit longer to find what you're looking for, but they'll have it. I'll tell you this. You might as well go online. Go shop online at Amazon. Through my Amazon affiliate program, by the way, CapitalCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Where is it? I don't see it. That's because you're a freaking moron and you didn't look. Or you can also go to olderbrother.com slash donate and there's only three links to click. So it's easier to go online and get stuff that you need than to than to go to True Value. Because they're not going to have it. They're not going to have it. Oh, we used to carry that. That's the number one response I get from True Value and Ace Hardware. We used to carry that. We used to carry that. Well, why are you carrying it now? 
I think the only thing that True Value and Ace Hardware exist for are for people who own condos. You know, like light bulbs. You know, where the condo association takes care of it. They got a maintenance department. All the all the real stuff is taken care of by the maintenance department. But oh, I I need some glue. Oh, I need a light bulb. Oh, we have light bulbs. I need to I need to paint. I need some paint. Paint's right there, sir. I need a broom. Ah, broom department over there. Actually, you could just point to the. You could stand in the middle of an Ace Hardware and just point to every department. And you could see it all. You could see the whole store. I don't even know why Ace Hardware carries tubing or plumbing, you know, like like copper tu- uh, piping. I don't even know why. Why? What what plumber goes there? They're gonna go to the homie to pot, get a cheaper get a cheaper price. Oh, let's do the sponsors. Oh, good. All right, <clears throat> found it. Uh book to Papa to Patsy, a collection of letters between Thomas Jefferson and his daughter Martha. Uh, this is put out by the Quintessentialist, who you can find at the Quintessentialist.blogspot.com. And he wrote this book, which is just a, uh, well, I'll read it here. Author of the Declaration of Independence, statesman, statesman, minister to France, president and father. You know Thomas Jefferson as the politician, but you may not know him as a father and a man. This collection of letters is between the front and f- the back and forth of Thomas Jefferson and his daughter, Martha, who's also Patsy Jefferson Randolph. The collection covers four different time periods in Jefferson's life before the Constitution, during his time as Secretary of State, during his time as Vice President, and during his first term as President. Though the collection is incomplete, it does contain over 100 letters. Get to know one of the most important historical figures in all of American history through his own words. In this collection, discover the man behind life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So there it is. That is To Papa, To to Patsy, a collection of letters between Thomas Jefferson and his daughter Martha, it's available in paperback and Kindle. <clears throat> kind of nice cover. I like the cover there. It's a nice looking simple cover. It's by C.J. Evans. Oh, who else we got? I think I'm going to start charging more for the advertising. You can advertise on the Clary Podcast. And here, <clears throat> by the way, yes, it's, it's I'm going to say, let's call it, it's going to be $100 a month. I'm going to, I'm going to boost it because I got a bunch of advertising. I was like, really? This is what we're advertising? Okay. It's going to be $100 a month, but keep in mind, it's basically two months free because, I'm sorry, one month free, so it's two months, because I'm horribly unprofessional. This is one of the biggest flaws I have uh, when it comes to running this operation is I'll be travel. A lot of it has to do with travel. Like, I'll have the advertising list that's complete when I'm in the Southern Command, then I get to the Northern Command, that one's incomplete. So I usually give you an advertising for free. And I'm lazy to get into Cappy the Whore 4. Procrastinate on that. A lot of also has to do with tax season. Oh, how fun taxes are. Uh, we got Trade the Ratio by our good friend Glorious Carl, the second edition. This is a great book for those of you who don't know about precious metals, don't know why you should invest in precious metals. That's the first half of his book. Very good basic introduction as to the value of precious metals, silver and gold. The second half, half of the book is uh, about trading in between gold and silver based on the ratio. That's the name of the book. There's a the gold to silver ratio, which is you can look it up historically and all that. It's been a thing. Uh, and that's what the book's title refers to. But Glorious Carl teaches you how to trade in between that ratio using a technique 
that he calculated and derived over the, the past time. And in theory, you should be able to get rich from it. <clears throat> but no guarantees. We also have academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com if you either want to have somebody else write your papers for you in college or you want to write other people's papers in college for them and get paid for it. That's academiccomposition.com. Alex is also hiring marketers. And the only upsell, the only upside of working for academiccomposition.com is that you get to work from home. It is not a fun job. No jobs are fun. Writing Marxist leftist slop is not fun. Don't do, don't, don't. Oh man, you got Just every job sucks, guys. Every job sucks. That's why you're paid. Okay? The upside to this one is you can be in a southern command and write if you want to. I have, I'm kind of shocked he, he can't find more people to write because you think all these people graduating with worthless liberal arts degrees would be begging and pleading for some kind of job where they could actually use their skills. But I guess the problem is if you're a liberal arts major, you're not professional, you're lazy, you're incompetent, you're stupid, you're moronic, and any other adjective in the English language that would describe somebody as pathetic. Maybe liberal arts majors would become so pathetic that the word liberal or the phrase liberal arts major will become the adjective unto itself. That will be the insult that when you look up synonyms, you know, you need a thesaurus, you look up liberal arts major, loser, pathetic, incompetent, da 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 da. Dude, start liberal arts majoring. Oh, dude, you're such a liberal arts major. That no good, dirty liberal arts major? You know, give it up already, by the way, if you have a liberal arts degree. You could go two routes with the liberal arts degree upon getting it. Either admit you effed up or you double down and you give us the same tired tropes. You know, we can't all be engineers. Yeah, well, I guess you better dig some ditches then. I guess you better serve me up some more coffee. <laughs> you know, it's it's more than just making money. I got an education. Yeah, because you couldn't have gone to the library and got it for free, right? Good thing you spent 150 grand on that degree that I could have gotten listening to a bunch of podcasts because I wasn't going to sit there and look at a screen no more because somebody converted it to an MP3. <laughs> just these utterly worthless people who that's all they got in life. Like there's nothing else to them except their degree. <laughs> and then you'll defend it to the death because why would you put effort into anything else that might actually have value? You know, oh, I'm a good father. Oh, I'm a good mechanic. Oh, I, I, heck, even uh, I'm a good cyclist. I'm a good, I'm a good, um, I'm a good grouter. I'm a good this. I'm a good, nope, nope. Everyone that goes and doubles down, that's all they got. <laughs> they don't have one other skill. Aside from traveling. See, traveling is a skill. They like to travel. I like to travel. I like to travel. And I'm passionate about. See, that's a substitute for work. Traveling, and I'm passionate about reading. Like, oh, God. Don't put a bullet in my head. Put a bullet in your head now because your life is going to freaking suck. Passionate. Passionate about reading music. Okay, Ariana El Grande. Uh, so, academiccomposition.com. Maybe I answered my own question why he has trouble finding good good writers because... I'll, I'll grant you that. If you're a liberal arts major, you have an outstanding skill in writing slop. 
being able to take lies and non non-material things and extrapolating pablum, pages of pablum from it. <clears throat> we have oriansculdfire.com. Please visit uh, uh, that site if you want to get some political news. But if you also need a break from politics, he has a wonderful photo gallery uh, because he's a photographer. He takes pictures across the country. And mngoldbuyer.com, MN, like Minnesota's abbreviation, mngoldbuyer.com. That's where I go and get all my gold. Uh, go there and, and make an order for uh, gold or silver. Uh, talk to Mike. Tell Mike that I sent you. This is the guy I work security for. Um, he is a great man. Uh, he is he has helped me out, allowing me to work security for him in the past. And so I, if you want to help out a good guy, uh, go there. Call him if you want to put in an order. 763-657-7843. And I'll repeat it slowly again because I know... Like, what? Call in now. Okay, I guess I won't call in. 763-657-7843. Remember, you need 200 ounces of silver. 200 ounces of silver. That's what you guys need. What else uh, we have? Oh, Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide of 2019 and the Elkins Guide, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, two books out there. You know our good buddy, uh, Chad Elkins. If you happen to be an accounting major or you think about working in accounting, please go and listen to all five or six of the Elkins Hours. Okay, We get a lot of questions about accounting and uh, we charge, uh, but the answer may be there. But anyone who's looking to go into accounting for a career just download. See how convenient we made that for you? You can download the MP3. You don't have to sit and look at a screen or be within earshot of the YouTube channel playing. You can download the MP3, put it on your MP3 player or your phone, and then you can listen to it as you go to the gym or go about your day. Oh, uh, we've done that. We've done that. We have my books. Consider purchasing them. We have Reconnaissance Man. That's for all of you young boys and girls out there. Please read that before you decide where to go to college. <clears throat> or certainly please read that when you're about to graduate from college and you're thinking about where do you want to go to work. You have the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Please, if you have to be a black gentleman and you're in poverty and you'd like to get out, those are the those are the only three requirements to get this book. Although it didn't prevent my mom from buying it, which was weird. Uh, please get that book. Um, that's going to help you get out of poverty more than any government program, more than any teacher. Take all your teachers combined, all the precious white women teachers who are like, I want to help the children. I'm passionate about children. All the virtue signaling liars, all the liberal liars that said they want to help you. Yeah, screw them. That book is going to help you out more than anything else. And if you happen to have read it, please share it. Give it to your buddies. Give it to your friends. Or tell them about it, at least. Bachelor Pad Economics, that's for every man listening. Are you a man? Are you a guy? Get that book. Worthless, the young person's, young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Please get that book. That's, that's a great book to get for graduation. Start buying it now for graduation that's coming up soon. Enjoy the decline, accepting and living with the death of the United States. Curse of the high IQ, that's for everybody listening right now, because if you're listening, I almost guarantee you you have a high IQ, and there are problems associated with having a high IQ. It's not all roses. And Poor Richard's Retirement, <clears throat> that book. 
is for those of you who would like to retire early. And then uh, my latest book, it's not really a book, it's just a compilation of the best of, is Love Letters to the Left. This is the third compilation book where I've taken all my best blog posts and compiled them into one convenient book, primarily to have a physical backup of my literary works in case the Googles or the YouTubes or the Amazons decide to ban it and censor it, decide to burn the book. So now you got you got these thoughts and ideas. Uh, but I, as I said before, it's the third one. There are two others. There's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. I have also spruced up the covers where each one has a different pinup artist who drew a different pinup. So you have three different pinup artists, three different pinups. Um, this one is more the classical American comic book style of a sexy Russian-looking redhead. They're all redheads, I think. No, wait, one's a blonde. One's a blonde. The other two are redheads, as they should be. And then if you already read these books, you already have them, please review them online. Thank you very much. Other people's books. Run Guts, Pull Cones by Adam Piggott. Also, Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. I would say Pushing Rubber Downhill is absolutely mandatory reading. You may also check out our Australian friend's site, PushingRubberDownhill.com. Same name as the book, same name as the website. He also has a podcast, and he also does the Greasy Pole podcast uh, <clears throat> with the great one himself. And I couldn't listen to it, guys. The last one I couldn't listen to because I just I can't do the politics anymore. They did it on the Covington Kid and and race wars and things like that. And I just couldn't do it. I just I can't. I thought I was tapped out on politics. I just can't. I just can't even. I just can't even. Um, life is too short. So instead I went golfing <laughs> twice in the past 72 hours. It was wonderful. If you'd like the podcast archive, you can get it for 35 bucks. I'll send you over a thumb drive. I'll put it in the mail, back up at all the, <clears throat> put all the MP3s. Because the first 75 episodes are missing, in case you want to go back through the archive. And hey, free thumb drive with the purchase of the podcast archive. Um, oh, uh, The Pence Principle, speaking of other people's book, uh, The Pence Principle by Randall Bentwick. Lessons All Men Le- Must Learn from Ford Kavanaugh. Basically, it's a book on how not to get falsely accused of rape, which I have a feeling uh, is going to be a very helpful book for the younger men, the younger generation of men, because God Almighty, that that bitch, that veritable lying bitch... <laughs> 40 years, well, 36 years later. And that's a baby boomer. That's the thing that gets me. That's a baby boomer woman. What in fuck's name is going to happen when the millennial girls are 58 and life ain't going the way they want to? Oh, my God. In 1997? I I, I wonder what's going to be. I guess anything's on the table. She just made it up out of thin air. Complete lie. You don't know that air. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Cops or it didn't happen. I have told I told the story before. I'll tell it again about, you know, stupid old Aaron was a white knight at one time. Here I am in college. I was 19, working security. Friend of mine acting all weird. A female friend acted all weird. You know, you, you got to beat it out of her. Like, what's wrong? And dude, she was so in hindsight now, and now I realize it. 
It's so dangerous, guys. It's so dangerous. You've got to get on this early, guys. You've got to get on this early and identify young right now. It's in your instinct. <clears throat> it is in your instinct to protect the women. The, no matter how bitchy they are now, no matter how feminist and leftist and anti-male they are now, it is still in your genetic code to protect women, especially friends of yours that you like. You know? But I look back at it now, all she was doing was falsely accusing this guy. I don't even think it was rape. I think he like tried to feel her boobs in a makeout session. What the hell was that? That's not good. That was nothing. Uh, she just totally going for attention. I tried looking her up later, and she was on mental disability drugs or whatever, even in, back in college. Lord knows what a wreck she is today. Tried to look her up. Couldn't find her. But you don't realize that because your genetics, your instincts take over. Because back in the day, that's what you would have done. Back in the day, it probably would have been called for. And then, you know, you come to find out, no, you know what happened? She went and started making out with the guy. It went a little bit far. She said, no, stop. And he did. He did. But, oh, did we go after him? We found that guy. And the cops were called. The cops were called in. And I can only imagine just the shock and fear that poor guy had. Because he had a make-out session with this girl. Went a little bit too far. She didn't say no right away. Because I don't think he even got... I'm wondering if he got arrested. And that was the thing. is You see, it took the pulling. It took the teeth pulling to get her to say what happened. Because she knew that if we did, then we'd go to the cops. And deep down inside, she knew something bad didn't happen. That's, it was all to get attention. And so, boys, you got to... <laughs> it takes a long time. Here's how long it takes. This is how long it takes. When you are younger, and I remember this being a younger man, you constantly are looking for chicks because that's your program. You want to look for girls. You want to find a hot girl. You want to... And you'll, you'll occasionally, if you keep yourself in decent shape, you're going to find not only a girl, but she's going to be very pretty. You'll start dating pretty girls and sometimes very pretty girls. It'll take a decade. It'll take till your late 20s, maybe your early 30s, but one of the truer signs of a man, including, um, <laughs> including, uh, uh, uh Home maintenance, fixing petty things. Well, the truer signs of a man is where you're wise enough because you've had the genetics beaten into you and out of you enough that a pretty girl is dangerous. Then when you see a pretty girl, you're like, whoa. You, there's like, yeah, there's the like, I'd like to, but it's not a good whoa. It's like, yeah, I'd like to bang. You look, it's not that like, oh, wow, hey, giggity. You're like, whoa, danger. Like uh, purple, pink, red striped frog. Big-ass spider in the corner of their danger. Something's wrong there. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. That's the same. That's the level you got to get to where if a girl is acting all weird and everything, like, no, something's happening. Something's happening. What? Making shape. <laughs> you got you to gotta turn off your genetics and realize she is, it's a, it's a ploy for attention. And there's going to be a sucker. There's going to be a victim of a false, some kind of accusation at the end. 
when you're pulling teeth, because like, what happened? Because, guys, guys, we've all been there. We all, at one time, we were good, honorable, normal men, and we wanted to help out and protect our female friends and loved ones, or just women in general. You know, okay? Now, no, 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 or n n e e w w w new. The gal at the what was it? United Kingdom on the subway. Bitching and whining because the two white guys didn't help her. She explicitly said these two white men. and She didn't blame the guy who attacked her, who I think was of Middle Eastern descent. Doesn't matter. But this guy attacked her on the subway. And her complaint was not about the guy that attacked her on the subway. It was that the two white dudes didn't bother. And then you look back and there's been a couple news stories where good Samaritans have ended up going to jail. No! You see a damsel in distress? I <laughs> Sorry. Girl yelling at her boyfriend. Some ha- That's not you, guys. That ain't you. No reason to get an eye knocked out of a socket, get a laceration, contract tuberculosis or hepatitis. You are out. O-U-T-N-N-N-E-E-E-W-W-W. Out. New. And then you go home and make yourself a sandwich. Play some video games. Say, yay, I'm not in jail, and I'm not part of drama and bullshit, and I don't have to be a witness at a court case of assault or domestic violence. I just get to play my video games. Do-de-do-de-do-de-do-de-do. <laughs> or fix your door. That doesn't work. In either case, it's better than getting involved. So the Pence Principle. Get that, guys. Get that. To protect yourself, protect others. There's no more Good Samaritan. There is no more rescuing damsels in distresses. The Pence Principle by Randall Bentwick. Please go get that paperback Kindle and I think audio as well. Do we even have to say these books are on Amazon anymore? I I think we all kind of know you get them on Amazon. Uh, The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com. John Grant and his outfit there. The Financial Survival Network with Kerry Lutz. Kanto Talk, Silvio Kanto. Me and Leslie and him... We're going to be on the Valentine's Day show. Um, That's coming up in less than a week. So I'm going to be with Leslie Baby and good old Silvio. Kanto Talk. You can find that on blogtalkradio.com. It's spelled C-A-N-T-O. O'Shea Jackson. Oh, God, I haven't haven't gone through this list in a long time. Oh, good old O'Shea. Uh, O'Shea Jackson. I think most of you guys know him. Check him out on YouTube. Dude is funny as hell, man. Oh, my God. Uh, economic invincibility. Jim Fear 138.blogspot.com. Jim Fear 138, the numbers, not the letters. 138.blogspot.com. He has a podcast there. TJ Martinell, our good virgin esque buddy over in Cascadia. <laughs> uh, a real professional journalist. He is, uh, you can find him at tjmartinell.com, but he's got a good podcast. Uh, philosophy, meanderings, observations. Yeah, it's a little bit of politics, but if you want to unplug, that's good. If you totally want to unplug from politics, there's Small Scale Life. Check that out, smallscalelife.com. The World Class Bullshitters, if you want comic book stuff. Entrepreneurs in Cars, our good buddy Rich Cooper up north. Although I think he maybe he's in Florida right now. Who knows? He, he seems to avoid winter rather well. 
podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS, michaelkingswood.com, or you just go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com. You'll find his, his uh, site. And then safetyphd.com. Safetyphd.com, you can find Dr. David Perodin, uh, who had an accident, but I guess he's recovered now. And he, too, can appreciate the problems of the wood-burning stove with the latch that doesn't work and my gasket talk. I think that's it. Um, what do I want to do next here? Hang on. Oh, look at all these pointless emails. I can't, I don't know how to pay. This didn't go through. Don't give me your problems if you can't figure out websites, guys. figured out what that is. It's icicles dropping. Speak of T.J. Martinell, he sent me this article. Do I want to read this? Uh, No, I'm going to save this article for something else. That's what I wanted to have that for. We'll leave that there. Um, Oh, this. I want to talk about this. Let's talk about this. Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? This isn't news. There's so little that's news nowadays. Because the article TJ sent me, it's it's not news. It's bored 20 and 30-something journalism majors who are trying to get clicks. That's really what it is. But this is, <clears throat> this is a story from last month, December 13th. Bank surprises single mom by paying off $150,000 in student loans. Here's, here's the first sentence of the article, guys. Tell me how many mistakes are here. A 30-year-old single nurse and single mother with around $150,000 in student loan debt received a life-changing surprise Wednesday. What are the mistakes, boys and girls? Where, where are the, what are the not-dos here? The, I'm surprised she's a nurse. That's the good thing. Good, good to be a nurse. Jasmine Ford was surprised with the news that Fifth Third Bank would pay off all of her student loans. I still can't find the words, Ford said Thursday. I'm off again I'm off work again today and I'm just sort of pacing around and restless because I know this is this I know my life is going to change. Here, let me tell you the words, Miss Ford. You are a tool. You're a pawn. Fifth Third's bank is using you as a marketing gimmick. Now, certainly to your benefit, <laughs> no doubt about that. But you are an affirmative action hire, not at your job, but you were chosen because you are black, you are a single mom, and you have way too much in student loans. You are a charity case. And Fifth Third Banks has no care in the world about you whatsoever. They just saw you as an opportunity to virtue signal and market because that's all corporations know nowadays. They're using you to say, look how good and magnanimous we are. We're going to, because I got news for you. If you look on the Oreo or the bad loan account or the delinquent loan accounts of Fifth Third Bank, they're kicking people out of their homes. Well, they're not kicking people out of their homes. The people didn't pay their mortgages. And so now they're going to repossess the homes and then the sheriff will kick them out. But don't think Fifth Thirds Bank is nice and whatever. Because if they really wanted to be charitable, they'd forgive all the mortgages. They'd give everybody a reprieve that owes them money. But let's be very clear, Miss Ford. I miss Ford because you're not married. 
why they're cho- they chose you. It has nothing to do with you. They're absolutely using you. Which is fine because if if Fifth Thirds Bank wanted to use me for 150000 I'd let them. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's exactly what's happening here. Ford, a Chicago native, was the first in her family to graduate from college. Now pay very close attention to this next sentence, boys and girls. She received her bachelor's degree in 2011 and became a nurse three years later after going back to school for her nursing degree. So she went to school twice. What was her first degree? Was it chemical engineering? Was it nuclear physics? Was it accounting? I bet she had some BS degree. So she wasted her money, her time, the taxpayer's money, the taxpayer's time, and any money that her family was foolish enough to invest. But that's all right because the shareholders bailed you out. Shareholders of Fifth Thirds Bank. Ford finished her master's degree in nursing in 2015. Apparently not a degree in finance because you would have figured out that this was not wise to take on $150,000 in debt. With no family assistance, really? The family didn't take care of the kid? Isn't it mandatory that the grandmother take care of the kids? Isn't that how it works? Like in these welfare families, in these loser families, the grandparents just become the parents and then the parents just run around and fuck around. Is that what it is? She said she had to take out student loans to cover necessities like food and rent in addition to tuition. (laughs) Never mind. I could not foresee when I'd be able to pay it off because you don't know how to do exponential math and you don't think and you don't care because you're unresponsible. You're uh, irresponsible. You're unreliable. I just knew this was going to be a part of my life as long as I was alive, unless there was some significant change, which, well, I don't know, working hard, not having a kid out of wedlock, not having a kid you can't afford. These are just stupid things economists like me ask. Nose piercing, overweight, blah, blah, blah. Hey, she got money for a weave. Look at all that labor that went in their hair. She got money for that. Ford says she now envisions being able to use her nursing career to give back even more and pay it for. What is with you fools? Take the money and run. You don't give back to the community. It never works. Do you notice how your community, Miss Ford, is a shithole? See, we're paying it forward. Is that is that really is that your game plan? Community centers and, and paying it forward? That's the plan? How about not having kids you can't afford? Let's start there. That's just the old captain's thought. Not having kids you can't afford, nuclear families. Maybe the kid knows the dad's name. Maybe you might actually know who the father is. Maybe he's just crazy, stupid old white man talk. Maybe the dad still lives in the home and there's pieces of metal around your left, second to the right fingers. That's just the old captain. I just imagine being able to spend more time physically with my family, not having to hustle, having mental freedom, and with that, some spiritual freedom. Oh, yeah. She said, I can open myself to more experiences, opportunities, and just be able to sit and be with my thoughts, be able to pursue what it is I came to do. Uh, Ford said the life will also change for her son, Caleb, who will turn two in February. So she had... 150 grand student loans, working, career, master's degree, and decides to have a kid. Ford worked nearly every day of the week 
at two jobs. Okay, good. I'll grant her that. There we go. There's a little bit of hustle there. All right. His life will be totally different. No, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> I I hope the kid reads Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. I hope. I hope he finds the red pill. I hope it finds the manosphere. He's, he's, his life is not going to be any different for any poor kid brought up under a single mom household. He will... He will run into drugs. He will run into the bad uh, group of kids. He will unfortunately be prone towards crime because the dad is not around. <clears throat> the hundred fi- Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, you can give people who are irresponsible a million dollars and they will still screw it up. Because it's the people, it's not the money. I'm so happy and proud that I'm able to offer that to him more than anything else because he deserves it. No, you shouldn't be proud... You should be thankful. You did nothing. Ford was surprised by the fifth third bank after being chosen to participate in a documentary the Ohio Bank base was producing on the student loan debt. Oh, you guys are so good after the millennials. It's so painfully obvious what you're doing. Oh, you spineless hypocritical bleeps. She thought the film crew was coming back to her home Wednesday to shoot some additional video. The documentary in itself was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. She said, I'm a south side of Chicago nurse and I have a kid. That in itself is not that exciting. I'd say, well, being a nurse is fine. Let's, let's give honor where honor is due. That's a real thing. I got to be in a documentary. I met some amazing... Everybody's amazing! Oh, how did Oprah destroy that word here? Amazing! No! They're common! These are common people. Mike Crawford, senior digital producer, manager at Fifth Third Bank, said it was Ford's perseverance to become a nurse and her commitment to giving back to her community that made her stand out. How do you give back to your community when you have a kid you can't afford, you are in debt and therefore financially incapable of giving back to the community? How do you give back to... What is this giving... Are there give back community coins? Are there give back community tokens or bonds? Is this is this like virtue signaling? Is this like, well, I'm an environmentalist or I'm a I'm I'm a vegan? It doesn't mean anything. It takes no effort. You can't give back to the community unless like you're donating your time. And not only mentioned, oh, I go work at the food shop. That's not donating to your community. That's not giving back to the community. Giving back to the community is you give them advice and help that actually helps them in the long run, not merely temporarily delay a problem into the future. Because that guy in the soup kitchen is going to be hungry in about another five to six hours. You don't, you're not donating any money because you have no money to give. And what? Just is it, is it just a big masturbation fest where we all just jill and jerk each other off about, oh, we're here to support an amazing wonderfulness and all the liberal arts writers come in and write your script and you have one big Oprah off? Nothing gets done. No progress is made. Southside's still poor. Everyone may hate me and my demeanor and my tone, but I got news for you. You put me in command, Southside won't be poor no more. But if we just get back to the community, do the same freaking leftist, touchy-feely Oprah slop, it's still going to be the Southside of Chicago. There's still going to be single mothers. There's still going to be absent fathers. And you're gonna you're gonna require other people's money in huge sums to bail one person out. 
And it's still not going to change. It ain't going to change a thing. Because it's really not money. It's whether there's strong, stable families around. Not that I'm a big religious conservative guy. I'm not. Libertarian. Hate Christianity. Hate organized religion. But I do know that the kids need the freaking dads around. Her story was just so compelling. She's passionate. Oh, she's passionate. Here's these freaking words. Uh, focused on changing the world and giving back. She's not going to change the world. She's not. She's not going to change the world. We just felt like we had to do this for her, Crawford said. She's one of those people that we would expect to be a ripple in the pond. If you make a difference for her, you make a difference for her. You're not. Oh, shut up, Mike. Mike Crawford. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Soy. Oh, look at this. Fat. You couldn't even knock him out. Your fist would just get stuck in the fat. It'd just go. Like, you'd have to, like, pull your fist back out. Oh, look at this. Oh, God, what a cock. About two and three college seniors who graduate from public and private nonprofit colleges in 2017 had student loan debt. According to the institution, ba-da-ba. Crawford said Fifth Third Bank decided to use voices like Forza and Documentary to sucker millennial dupes into going and giving them money. No, I'm sorry. Debt in order to humanize the issue. It's just such an emotional challenge and such an anxiety-ridden experience for people. Okay, Mike, how about Fifth Third's Banks forgives everybody's mortgage? Everybody who's laid on their mortgage, everyone's in delinquency or default, how about you just, those guys are in financial trouble, huh? Mike, you are a lying sack of shit. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling anyone. You are using these people for marketing purposes. You don't give a damn about the south side of Chicago. You don't give a damn about Ford or the kid. You guys just look at it like, hey, look at this. We're going to rope these dope, rope-a-dope suckers in here to give us their come bank with us. In the coming year, Fifth Third Bank plans to pay off student debt for two more irresponsible people. I added the irresponsible. The bank will pay off of loans up to 39000 for two users of Fifth Third Momentum, the bank's student loan initiatives that rounds up a customer's debit card purchases and applies it to their student loan balances. Comments. Please tell me people are like saying, hey, you're just virtue signaling. Well, good for her. She wants to pay it forward by giving herself. She already has paid it forward. Okay, it's all sap and soy. Here's one sludge. I absolutely do not believe the story. Banks are in the business of scamming their customers off every single cent they can. There is no way they're going to suddenly feel generous and pay off some random person's bill. I don't know what they're up to, but it's not generously or even a promotion. Congratulations on her for efforts and success, but she should be wary of the bank's motives. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's only five comments on this? Hey, guys. Go to abcnews.com, log in, and start making your posts. So what? 80% of the people like, she's amazing and wonderful. I'm going to twiddle my twat and suck on my own dick on this. But just so feelings of wonderful. 20 years from now, guys, do you think Southside Chicago is going to be any better? You think poor Caleb's going to be doing well? Hmm? Oh, yes, because I wanted you, of course, all right, all right, I got it, ABC News, you want to make your money, let's look up Mike Crawford at Fifth Thirds Bank, I, he's he's going to have an IT or 
media background. You could tell everything you saw with his face. And these virtue signalers, it pisses me off. We talked about this when we looked at Procter & Gamble, where <clears throat> after Procter & Gamble, who owns Gillette after that debacle, we wanted to find out if there was like some social justice warrior. And what we found out is in their corporate executive teams, they're all pretty much real professionals. They just tacked on, they were like dignitaries or um, pro tempore executives on the diversity team or the <clears throat> inclusion team or whatever else like that. And so what I think is this is going to be the same thing because these corporations aren't stupid. They have professionals at the top. They're just using this as virtue signaling marketing to get you dipshits, to get you morons to go bank at fifth thirds. Hang on. Mike Crawford. Yeah, there's an attorney, a football guy, hockey guy, Disney, for Mike Crawford, fifth thirds. So I don't think it's going to be like he's a, he participates in Antifa and is a, is a card-carrying member of the Communist Party. <clears throat> speakers. Oh, he's an actual speaker. Mike Crawford serves as vice president, senior manager of Fifth Thirds. Yeah, look at that fat soy boy piece of crap. Digital team where he leads the development of new valued experience for its millennial customers. The first of which is Fifth Thirds Momentum, a brand of new app that helps customers pay down student loans five years faster on average. He joined Fifth Third in 2011 and through September 2016. Led building of the customer and competitive intellectual function <coughs> process and deliverables within the corporate strategy group. This is why meetings take so long. They have long titles. Prior worked at Raytheon, creating strategy for global ba-da-ba. Several consulting contract positions in front of MBA and international business. Contribution applied economics of DePaul, BS in marketing at Clemson. Serves as a mentor at startups. Wife, volunteers, wish granter. He's just your run-of-the-mill millennial who swallowed it whole. Yep, Mike, you're gonna you're gonna save them all, buddy. You're gonna save them all. All right, that's it. Uh, you actually want to help out something and do something tangible to a guy who like paid his way through college, didn't get people pregnant, and um, otherwise was a contributing member to society. Uh, you can help out and donate to the old Capmeister by going to olderbrother.com slash donate and there's three ways you can do it. You can donate directly to Patreon um, of which I put behind there is now stuff up on Patreon. Now, unfortunately it's behind a paywall. Uh, what has been considered my best post is behind a paywall on Patreon now uh, because I spent three days writing it. It was my greatest post and it got nothing. I mean it got a couple thousand reads but that should be universal and so Knowing human psychology. It's like, yeah, you want? Okay, here. There's a price on it now. It is worth the $1 donation or whatever the heck. I don't know how Patreon really works. I just have an account. <clears throat> so you guys can read that if you want. Otherwise, if you just want to donate money, you can through Patreon. There's also a link there to the PayPal account where you can do a one-time donation if you don't like Patreon. Some people don't like Patreon, so they'd rather donate through PayPal. And you can do that too. The way I strongly recommend that you guys do this is you do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, which, again, you can find at olderbrother.com slash donate. There's the link there. Just remember to go to that site. It is a habit. It's the habit of getting into the habit of going there first and clicking on the link and then shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Because if you just go to Amazon, 
that's not Amazon doesn't know who, who, who where'd you come from if you click on that link and then start shopping you don't have to log in before or after you just have to click on that link first then do your shopping uh, then they say oh hey it came from Cappy and I get a 67% cut of any purchases you make and it doesn't cost you anything more and that way you get something instead of just warm fuzzies also working on getting some pinup models for the Patreon page, so that way if you want to, there'd be something there. Because I, I hate I, I'm not against donations, but I kinda I kinda do hate where it's like, oh you just gave me money. Okay, well I should give you something in exchange. So I'm trying to get some of the Cappy Capite girls out there who are pretty to do some kind of classy fifties pinup girl type of stuff. I'll throw that up there. And dude, how many girls have sent me pictures and applications that I'd love to donate. I'd love to help out. I ha- I do. There's thousands. I had to turn all these girls away. <laughs> People say, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, I do. Okay, send me a couple pictures two months later. Dude, what the hell? We're busy. So am I. So is everybody. You want to help out the guys? You want to help out the war effort? Maybe make a freaking pinup. You know, pinups existed for a reason in World War II. There, there was a reason for that. What was it? There was a... Who was the war... Some war department. This is back when they had the Department of War, not the Department of Defense. It was World War Two, And some knob, some policy wonk, some bleeping glass-wearing, West Point theoretician, went to military college, didn't go to the military. Some some politician said, do you know that the GIs have these pinup girls? We're not, we're not talking porn. We're talking like, you know, uh, the, the the gal in the bikini of the, you know, she got the dress and the wind, you know, the Marilyn Monroe where the, the dress is blowing up because she's on a heat vent or whatever. We're talking that type, this this very solid G, solid PG-12 type of stuff. Oh, she's in a lingerie outfit. We're talking that. And this dope said, it's filth. We're not going to have our GIs doing that. And then some lieutenant, some low-ranked officer came in or wrote him a letter. Said, sir, uh, you're not here. And I saw a guy who was got shot. He, GI was dead and he was clinging to that pinup. He had a pinup in his hand. He knew he was going to die and that that's what, you know, the power of women, the power of beauty. That's why we go to war, guys. And here's you got this this dipshit back in Washington never seen a pussy in his life. It's filth. We can't have that. They're like, shut up. Just give the guy something to fight on, all right? Ah, oh, the power and beauty of a woman. <clears throat> just don't open your mouths. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, seriously, don't. Just just be pretty. Just, just. I, sh- 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 sh. No, 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 sweetheart. I, I don't, I don't want to hear about intersectionality and the wage gap. No, sh- 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 sh. just, just hush. Just, just, just go over there. Just walk around. I, no, no, I. Just go, go walk around. Just go do something. Hush, hush. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Just be pretty. But I'm capable of so much. I know one gal. Oh my God, she totally doesn't get it. Totally does not get it. 
and she is libertarian, very conservative, pro-cap, hard-working, great woman, STEM. This, this is a truly great woman. But by God, she does not understand the femininity aspect of female. Why well, have to do that? I, 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 I mean, total careerist. Total. Actually, now I know two of them. But just a bulldozer. The you know, I got to be a man too. I have to compete. It's like no, that's not what men want. I, but it's what I want. I, okay, it's what you want. But when you are around a guy or your husband or your boyfriend or a man you fancy, you you take that part of you and you. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> I was going to say, put it away. But no, shove it up your ass. Have a cup of STFU. I'm not saying act stupid or ditzy or like a Stepford wife. Still your personality show. But we don't need your resume. We don't need your credentials. We just want you to look pretty and be nice. With a little bit of Catherine Hepburn zip. A little bit of sparring right back. God Almighty, some of you gals, and I know them, and they're great gals. That's what makes them great. Is it's they're not the run of the mill, you know, cutesy, you know, tits on a stick. They have a personality, but then they 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 think that's it. It's just a hammer and a nail, and they gotta beat it into the guy. I got my MBA. I got my MBA. Like, oh, lady, shut up. Nobody cares. Only you, only you, and your bosses, and the people that you work with. Only they care. And they don't care about you. They want to make money. Ah, well, it's too late for this generation. All right. Check out all that crap. Go to the links. Buy shit. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.